White Chicks in China podcast, where a British and an American girl satisfy all your curiosity and questions about what it's like to live in China today. And now your hosts, Holly and Nora. Welcome back, everybody. Hi. We're halfway through 2015. I, I can't believe that. To I be know. I know. But that means that we've been doing this podcast for a little bit over half a year. Then. It's true. Oh, that's crazy. It'll be Christmas before we know it. I know, and I still have so much to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, me too. <laughs> There's a lot of angles of life in China that we haven't covered yet, so、oh, we're waiting for every, your questions. Every day, there's a new challenge for us to try and sort out. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> so, if we had any comments this week, yes, we have.、Uh, actually, this one arrived just before we came to record. So, oh, nice. Thank you、um, to Charlotte, and she she lives in China, and she was、uh, replying to our episode twenty three. Uh, which, for those of you that listened, was about bringing up children in China, and she said that she hadn't listened to our podcast yet, but that she's had two.、Uh, she, this is what she says:、um, I haven't listened to this yet, which is the podcast, but I've had two kids here and done the early potty training, Western style, of course, no peeing where they please, <laughs> and it's wonderful. A site I recently found that I wish I'd known about earlier is. Uh, having a baby in China. dot com. Wow. Yeah, which was started by a family that had three babies here. Wow. Yeah, it's just pretty cool. I didn't realize there was such a resource out there. No, so specific. It, it, <laughs> and I've had a look, and it looks like really useful. Like I noticed some of the the posts, like the articles, were about what do you do if your if your child gets bitten by a dog in China. Oh. Which is like I I mean for us I, I guess we wouldn't think、that. about those things, but I guess these are. Real things that parents have to consider. Did you read what it said? I didn't know.、Um, I should have done, but、um, hmm. I. I mean, I wonder if they、do? have to put it down here. I、mm. kind of doubt it, because in the states, I think if you if your dog bites a you, child, then you need to put it down, unless their parent. I think probably the parents can decide、mm. to let it. Live, but、uh, I think they have the option if they want to press charges, and、yeah. then they have to put it、yeah. down. I think usually for the safety of other children and other people, just in case you know that the dog could do it again, you know.、Mm-hmm. Right? Guess it depends too how vicious it is. True, true, and how big the dog is.、Mm, <laughs> yeah. So thank you, thanks Charlotte for your comment, and I hope you listen to the podcast and. If you have any comments about what we said, please let us know.、Mm-hmm, definitely. Yeah. Thanks for the resource too. Holly know, and、yeah. I might need that in a in few years. In the future, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah,、um, I'll put the. Although it's on episode twenty three, but I'll also put that link on this、uh, episode as well, just in case. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Oh, this is episode twenty seven, by the way. Wow. Yeah.、Mm. We're doing well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's our f-、uh, fact of the week. So. I、usually, I tend to be quite like depressing when I find these facts or something a bit daft, but this is actually really nice. So、um, there is a taxi driver、um, from Shenyang who has who who is basically posting selfies of himself and his customers in his taxi. Oh, but this guy, honestly, please take a look at the link. I'm going to post the link for this article. On episode twenty-seven, 
the guy's face is awesome. Like <laughs> he is the happiest man I have ever seen in my life, and his face is so nice. Like if you saw this man, you would you would automatically feel happy. It was just so nice, really. I can't tell you how good his face was. It was just so nice. Awesome. Uh, so uh, he. Is he's in his sixties? Oh um, wow! Yeah, and so in five years, he's been doing this for five years. He has over thirty thousand selfies. Wow, which is pretty awesome, I think. Wow! So it all started ten years ago when he picked up two foreigners, and apparently they'd been stood in this in the freezing cold for like an hour. And when they got into his taxi, like they were so like happy and overjoyed that he'd picked. That, that he'd pick them up, that he they were trying to offer him like extra money and they were, you know, so grateful. And when they left the taxi, they wanted to take a picture with him. Mm -hmm. And he felt so like influenced and so kind of moved by this experience that uh, I guess it was like five years later, he actually set up his own camera in, in his taxi. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't really know how popular selfies have been like, like, or, or when this kind of fad started. But I kind of feel like he kind of started this way before people really started to take selfies. Yeah, he's been doing it for 30, I mean, 30,000 yeah, times. How many insane. years is there? So he said 10 years ago was when the idea kind of came to him. But five five years ago was when he, he set up his camera. Okay. Um, And he said that, out, so if he might have like 80 customers in his taxi in one day, 20 customers kind of are willing to take photos with him. Oh. So you guys I can do the math. I guess if they know, yeah. <laughs> if they know who he is, yeah. then it's no problem. But if it's just a stranger. Yeah. So he gets a lot of rejection on a daily basis. Yeah. But he, like, he's kind of become a phenomenon. Like, people know who he is. Mm -hmm. So he, um, he started to set up he he set up his own Weibo account, okay. so he has like thousands and thousands of followers. So people kind of know him, um, and he was also honored at the uh, Shanghai uh, Guinness Book of Records. There was some kind of event there, and he was honored there somehow. I'm not really sure how exactly. Hmm. Um, but he uh, in this article, there's like a story about him. Uh, he picks up a woman, um, and she's like. She doesn't, he asks him, can you take, can I take a picture with you? And she just refuses. And then this guy kind of starts to talk to her and it turns out that she's had like a, a really bad falling out with her mother. Mm. And after the, the end of their conversation, she feels like so kind of like bad that she ends up calling her mother and kind of apologizing and he, she takes a picture with him. So I, I don't know, I feel like this guy's got, uh, you know, a really good thing going on, like, he just wants to be happy and just, you know, spread this good feeling. Being a taxi driver anywhere, let alone China, is not an easy job. I don't think so. Most yeah. of the time, these guys work seven days a week. Mm -hmm. um, how it works here is that typically they'll buy a cab along with a couple other drivers, and then they have to pay an extortionate amount of money of what's called a rent mm -hmm. for the cab to the cab company. And so most of them are working seven days a week, day in, day out. They do these very long shifts so that they can cover the rental fee and then have enough for all of the parties involved to take home as as their wages. I didn't know that. So it's not an easy 
job to have and a person it's really inspiring when you think of a person who's in that kind of a situation where 99.99999 percentage <laughs> of those cab drivers because trust me i've met yeah. them all <laughs> at least i've met thousands of them are these grumpy you know like disheveled mm -hmm. guy i mean with with all due respect they have all the right to do to be that yeah. way it's just all that more inspiring when you hear somebody who's just like taken that situation and brought like a light to people's lives because he does come in contact with a lot of people every day. So he has that yeah. opportunity to just kind of like give a smile or mm -hmm. give good feeling or give advice. And yeah. that's really sweet. I know. I think so too. I, I, I met a taxi driver um, a long time ago, not maybe two years ago. And he told me how he really likes to pick to pick up foreigners because he can kind of learn English from them. He was mm -hmm. the, he's the only taxi driver I've ever met who he's like his he wants foreigners. He, yeah. <laughs> and also his English wasn't not half bad. Like he was asking me like, "Oh, is this the best way to say this? Like, should I say it a different way?" Mm -hmm. I was like, "Oh no, that's like that's really good." It was really like and, and he was kind of that kind of jovial kind of character like he just you know he was just taking life as in his stride like he wasn't gr angry or grumpy or anything mm -hmm. and yeah like you say he could have he could have been mm -hmm. man the taxi driver i had today he was just i don't know who he was calling but he was calling person after person to just yell at them <laughs> so the whole taxi ride this morning to work was just this guy oh, like no. just screaming at, like he was literally i was plugging my i want finally towards um he was reaching our building and i was finally like do not answer your, like, do not call anybody else. Like, you're going to wow. drop me off. You know, I had to actually, like, kind of wow. scold him because it was so ridiculous. Plus, you know, he's not really paying attention to where he's driving because a lot of those guys, they don't take breaks. They have to deal with all their affairs, like, in, in the, the cab. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So it's, I'm usually relatively tolerant, but this guy was definitely over the top. <laughs> but, yeah, he was not a happy Happy but I've definitely met some that are pretty yeah. nice, but definitely like nine times out of ten, they're these like pretty grumpy, yeah. unhappy people, and they always want to know how much you make. Oh yeah, yeah. They always. I mean, we we've talked, we've spoken a little bit about uh, like uh, in that the episode that Chris joined us about etiquette and things, and how Chinese people often like to ask very personal questions that mm -hmm. in the West we just wouldn't ask a person you just met. Mm -hmm. um, and taxi drivers are definitely the people that would ask you those questions. Mm -hmm. I learned a lot of my Chinese yeah. from riding in cabs True. though, because yeah. a lot of them, they're really interested to talk to you mm -hmm. and they'll kind of badger you for questions. <laughs> and that's a good, like when, when I first started, I didn't like yeah. it because I was just shy to answer mm -hmm. them. But slowly, I would understand more and more of the conversation. Yeah. And the brilliant thing is, is they usually all ask the same questions yeah. or at least relatively True. the same questions. So it's like having a lesson and then getting like a lesson review over mm. and over and over again. So I've actually <laughs> yeah. learned a lot just from riding in cabs. Yeah. And a lot of cultural um, stuff as well. Like they're mm -hmm. all from different provinces. So, yeah. and they really like to talk about their own province yeah, and how it's great so it funny. is. Yeah, every province is so, the greatest. Yeah. <laughs> so that's also interesting. I don't always understand everything, but it's good to kind of, to try to, you know, to, to listen to them. Mm -hmm. yeah. Speaking of um, transportation, I just have to say one thing that I saw in the news today. Mm. So uh, it's my habit now um, to watch a short, video Chinese video mm -hmm. uh, five minutes or less to kind of wake up my brain to Chinese 
And so um, today's video. <laughs> so apparently in, oh, I can't remember which province it is, which city it is. But apparently in this city, I think it's Wuhan. Yeah, it's Wuhan. Okay. So in Wuhan, I guess the traffic is really bad in the morning. And so um, this guy has taken matters into his own hands. <laughs> And he's been riding a horse <laughs> to and from work. So there are That's all great. these pictures of this guy like meandering through, you know, stop traffic on this horse, like in the middle of the city. Uh, That's great, but couldn't you just got on a bike, right? I just feel like a bike <laughs> is going to be way more convenient. I have no idea. Maybe, maybe it's a really long distance. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I guess you get an electric scooter, but. Maybe he's just already got the horse at home. So. Yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> I don't know. Wow. Were there any pictures or anything? Yeah, oh, oh yeah. Awesome. Oh, yeah, the it. whole video. I mean, it's just a one-minute video. We can put the link oh, on the show video. notes, yes, too. Of course, yes. Yeah, it's a video. And there isn't any live footage, but it's like a montage, which which is oddly enough um, set to uh, our uh, hip-hop or R&B track called Ghetto Living. So they've got this like ghetto living going on in the background, and then they're showing like pictures of this guy oh. on a horse like riding through the streets of Wuhan. Well, I, I feel as though they should have had that song. Um, and I, I walked through the valley with a horse with no name. What's that song? Horse with no name. I think that's the name mm -hmm. of the song. You know, you know what I'm yeah. talking about. That would have been great. Yeah, I can't remember the artist, but that's the name of the song. Yeah, it's hilarious though. <laughs> great. So funny. Well, I'll put the link on our episode twenty-seven page. Definitely do. <laughs> great. Okay, so uh, let's move on to our question of the week. Uh, so you might have listened to um, our podcast a couple of weeks ago, and we talked about uh, teaching in China. So we've actually got another uh, another question from Hannah from Australia, um, and her question was really good. So we were like, "Yeah, this is we want to, we want to answer, even though it's a second question from the same person." So what? You can it's ask a us a question. million questions. Yeah, we don't mind, yeah. Yeah, this question is fun. I'm excited to talk mm -hmm. about this. Okay, so here we go. Hello, my name is Hannah from Australia. I have a question about Chinese medicine. Or more generally, what do the Chinese people do differently day to day to stay healthy? For example, we all know about acupuncture and Chinese herbs, but they don't like drinking cold water. They drink hot water. Are there any other things that they do like this which would surprise us? Thank you. Oh yeah, let's talk about this. Yeah, this is a uh, there's there's lots to talk about. I think definitely. Yeah. So Nora, do you wanna do you wanna start us off? Well, I know I remember very clearly my first day in China, and coming into the office, and being handed a glass of steaming hot water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just yes. plain hot water, mm -hmm. and this is one of the probably if not the most commonly practiced Chinese medicinal Definitely. like theory in China because it's every day all the time Chinese people do not drink cold yeah. beverages at least they do not on a regular basis yeah. it's like a cure-all isn't it mm -hmm. really like it if there is anything wrong with you hot drink water, more hot, hot water, water <laughs> will solve the problem yeah if you yeah if you have an ailment your your Chinese friends or anyone will say oh you need to drink more hot water. Mm -hmm, that will mm -hmm. solve the problem. And that's part of, I think, keeping a balance mm. in your chi or something. Yeah. With Chinese medicine, I mean, 
we're not experts no. by any means, but we've been here for a while. And actually, we both have a close friend who has his master's in Chinese medicine. So yes. he's kind of given us some insights that we can grasp. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and obviously, both of us have visited most hospitals here in China or clinics have um, do a mixture of Chinese and Western medicine. Yeah. So we definitely have some exposure, but we're not as a disclaimer, we are not experts. No. But that being said, in a general sense, if you are completely unfamiliar with Chinese medicine, it's a holistic approach to healing. Yeah. So if you have a problem in your stomach, it, they aren't going to just treat your stomach. They're not just going to give you Pepto-Bismol. They're going <laughs> to look at your whole body yeah. and figure out what's the root of the, the issue. Yeah. So that's kind of the basic principle is a holistic approach. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I kind of understand that a lot more now. That it's not, and it's not just like medicine as we know it. Mm -hmm. Everything, I feel like almost everything they do is some kind of, um, like a, um, has to do with like, uh, like health. Mm -hmm. So like exercise, like of course that is anyway, but in some way to kind of keep your body healthy, like, uh, even like massage and exercise, it, it they there's always a reason for doing those things, which I think is actually like, I feel like the rest of the world is kind of moving in that direction as well, trying to get away from Western style medicine where you just pop a pill as soon as you've got a headache or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in the West, we make a s distinction between health and medicine yeah. a lot of times. You have healthy habits and then you have medicine as mm. a separate category. But in China, it's more merged together. Yeah, absolutely. So, your lifestyle is a part of your health, is a part of your medicinal, like basically Chinese people are, in a way they're constantly medicated, medicating yeah. themselves. Yes. In a very mild sense of the word. So all the teas that they drink, they're all for, for a purpose. Yeah. They're almost never, oh, because I like this flavor of tea. <laughs> they drink it for various reasons. It's part absolutely. of Chinese medicine. Yeah. When they go to bed, when they wake up, when they exercise, all those things are a part of that holistic whole. Yeah, and because of that, they're so so. I feel like they must they're so aware of their own bodies, mm -hmm. like way more than we are. Like, you know, we have a we have a problem, and the first thing we do is go to the doctor. They, I guess, they do like if the problem gets serious, but they they're just so so aware. Okay, this is this is I have I have this feeling, so I should do this. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it does tend to work, I, I, I think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it, it's if you look at, if you pick a part, okay, so Chinese medicine has many different parts to it. There's herbal medicine, there's acupuncture, mm -hmm. there's a twina, which is a type of massage, and there's other, there's other kinds of these, there's other genres of Chinese medicine. But if you look at all of them, if you... Focus, if like if you go to a Wikipedia page for Twina or which is a massage or for let's say herbal medicines, a lot of times they'll say none of these cures are grounded in scientific evidence. Yeah. And I think a lot of that is because the whole approach to, to doctors and health here is really different. Absolutely. In the West, it's like you want to have the most educated doctor who you think cares the most for you and who has access to the best medicines 
in China, it's more like you want to have your family doctor who knows your whole family history and who has known you since birth. And so knows the problems that you are prone to. And so prescribes you things based off of that. So Western medicine is a much simpler system in that it's treating a very specific symptom. You have a stomach ache, we'll stop the stomach from aching. Mm. But Chinese medicine is you have a stomach ache, it's pointing to something deeper based on your history or your family history. What are some potential causes for this issue? So it's a much deeper understanding, at least... This is the way I believe it should be practiced. It doesn't mean that it's practiced like that here now. Now it's almost the worst of both worlds because now it's almost like they're trying to practice it in a Western way, but using Chinese medicine. In a place like Mm. Shenzhen, where most people are foreigners, like nobody is really born in Shenzhen because it's a special economic zone, which developed very rapidly since 1978. We've talked a little bit about it before, but there's very few locals here. So that means everybody's here to make money and they come from all over the place. So there aren't doctors who have known you for a long time, um, typically here. So the practice is more like Western medicine. You go in to treat a problem. You've never seen that doctor before in your life. They try to treat your symptoms using Chinese medicine. It's a slow process that most of the time doesn't seem to have much of an effect. Yeah, I feel as though um, day to day, Chinese people are st- still use like Chinese medicines, but I think when it comes to more serious illnesses, then then that's when they want to switch over to for like Western mm. med- medicines, mm-hmm. um, and especially like for children and some like families that I know, you know they 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 get stocked up with medicines in Hong Kong, which is kind of what well, personally, what I do, <laughs> if right. there are certain things that I need. Well, there's a lot of distrust for things that are produced here in China mm-hmm. for good reason. I mean, they found toxic pill casings and, and things like that. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> there's good reason why people don't trust the medicine here. I, okay, my my personal opinion is I believe that Chinese medicine works, mm. I believe that when applied correctly with the proper education and the proper history and proper access to organic herbal products, that it works. I do believe in those principles because those are things that have proven to work over long periods of time. But I think personally in in Shenzhen, when I'm sick, I usually just hang in there and just kind of like ride it out and just throw a bunch of vitamin C down my throat. Yeah, yeah, me too. I've tried Chinese medicine before. It kind of seems to work, but it gives me other... Because the doctors prescribing it don't know my system, so they can't just kind of guess. And so they usually give me weird side effects. It's usually very mild. Yes. It's just a very mild thing, but uh, I haven't had too, mu- mm. too much luck with those, like at least the herbal yeah. um, medicines. Yeah, me neither. I haven't really. That I've, I, I feel like the majority of foreigners that I know who've taken Chinese medicines, it seems as though you have to take it for a long, long time for it to like really help us. I think because I mean this is just my my kind of personal feeling that we've been we've taken Western medicine for so long that it's like we've created like an immunity. Like we just can't. 
absorb Chinese medicine well, in, the, in the right hard, way. it's hard, especially if you go the traditional way. So in traditional Chinese medicine, you have to cook the herbs at home. Mm-hmm. And you have to consume them within a certain time frame right. after you cook them. And it is a lot of work. Yeah. And you can go to clinics who will do this. So there's like varying stages of how traditional you want to go. You can buy the actual herbs from the clinic and do all the preparation yourself. It takes hours a day, mm-hmm. literally one or two hours a day to prepare it. And then you have to consume it that day. Um, or you can have the clinic prepare them for you and you can go up and pick them up, pick them up on a regular basis. Or they have more manufactured versions of it. So in pill form yeah. or in a lot of it's in liquid form. Um, but any way you do it, it's a long process and it's it's time consuming. So I remember the last time I went, um, I was taking 30 pills a day. <laughs> they were these tiny little pellets of yeah. just like herbs, but it was 30 a day. Just counting that out took a while. <laughs> and then I had to take this a few, like after every meal, I had to take a scoop of this like very, very bitter liquid like thick syrupy liquid Mm. and then I wasn't supposed to eat certain types of foods and I mean it was a whole thing almost a process alone was enough for me to be like it's fine I'll just deal (laughs) I'll just heal by myself like I don't want to go through all this Mm. (laughs) there are always those that when whenever you go and see a Chinese doctor they always say like there are there are so many things you shouldn't do like you shouldn't eat spicy foods um yeah, don't eat uh, like certain meats as well. Like you, you're not supposed to eat. Don't go to bed too late. <laughs> right, that one too. Yeah, tell, don't go to bed too late. Not get more sleep, but don't go to bed too late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and obviously the the drink more water. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's kind of, like that does make a lot of sense. Like even in the West, if you're sick, you should have fluids. It's ne- there's never a case of don't drink water. Mm-hmm. I would love it actually if. If I could 100% believe, like, that whole idea of healing yourself with herbs, like, mm. I really do think that, it sounds very hippie of me to say, but I really do think that that works, like, yeah. nature knows, especially if you're taking something local, because, prop, like, we're in Guangdong province, it's really hot, our health um, comes into different problems than somebody who was in Inner Mongolia would face. Yeah. So it makes sense that the natural flora and fauna here in Guangdong would have the remedies needed to cure those diseases. Yeah. It's like the other day we were talking about how if you find poison ivy, then the, oh, the plant that yeah. cures you is always growing, <laughs> growing next, next to it, to it right? Yeah. Which yeah. is really cool. Like nettles and duck leaves too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's it's that principle. I think if you, if you have a disease, then it's usually um, – I think it has something to do with the region. Yeah. Like, I think, obviously, there's a human factor. Anyway, we're not trying to get into that. But my point is that I think using herbs that are local makes a lot of sense. Yeah. My problem with it is that those herbs are now mass manufactured under conditions which are not natural. And also, my organism, me as a human, I have hundreds and hundreds of years of history living in a completely different climate. (laughs) So I do not respond to the same. So Chinese people treat foreigners or any people the same, like as if they're just like this blank slate. 
But I think it has to do with where you come from too. Mm -hmm. Like your genetic makeup, I think makes you predisposed to certain illnesses in certain regions. And I think yeah. the, the cures go along with that. Because mm. yeah. we as foreigners face diseases or disease, but you know, illnesses in a different way than Chinese people do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, actually, I do know like some foreigners that take Chinese medicine and say that it does work for them. Yeah, my sister does. That. Oh, does she? Yeah. So she so she believes in it completely. Mm -hmm. There's a traditional clinic downstairs from where my apartment is, and she goes there. She does acupuncture and she does traditional. She has um she has um some I've I've seen her making the herbs sometimes at home, Brilliant. and sometimes she has um done for her. Yeah. But she's very, unlike me, she's very disciplined to actually, to, for to, me, to it's like, it. I'm all for it. And then the first three days I do it. And then after that, I'm like, I, I can't do this for like two more weeks. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, I mean, I, I kind of feel a bit like, um, like I've kind of lost track about what's going on in the West at, at the moment, like back in the UK. But for us, I don't know, like a lot of us are trying to kind of, live a more like healthy lifestyle mm -hmm. and kind of be more like natural and mm -hmm. kind of keep ourselves healthy um and not rely too much on um west western medicines and western uh solutions i guess i don't know if people are doing that back in the uk i'm not really sure i'm if, sure they're i mean yeah. i think that's huge it's everywhere yeah so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's I, a big I'm, I'm industry a lot. Now. So, I mean, it's kind of that. It's just a like a follow-on, really. It's not when you think about it. Chinese medicines isn't. It's not. It's not that much different from what like we're trying to do now, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it is growing in the states too. I mean, that's why our friend. Yes. I mean, not that's not the reason why he went into it, but that's why he was able to be employed yeah. after because he was practicing Chinese medicine, acupuncture specifically, in Milwaukee. Mm -hmm for several years so people are definitely willing to to try it yeah oh yeah um actually um he has an article on writtenchinese.com so if you're interested oh, in yeah. chinese medicines he talks about i think five different chinese medicine and i'll put the link on our episode 27 page oh, nice. it's a good it's a an interesting read he talks about like the, a little bit about the history and how these uh, like com like commonly found medicines can help you. Mm -hmm. um, and on that note, so we talked a little bit about acupuncture and you've tried acupuncture, right? Yeah, actually so, that same friend did yes, my yes. acupuncture. I, I've never tried it, but I'm, in, I'm intrigued. Maybe you can tell us a bit about acupuncture, what it was like. <laughs> um, I guess it was kind of as I imagined it to be. Uh, so the whole process, So so actually this guy, he lives... He actually, a little backstory. Yes. This person that we keep referencing, he's a mutual friend of ours, but actually he and I went to school together in Milwaukee. He studied Chinese medicine. He reached out to me asking for maybe some study abroad options in China. And I said, Joe, if you studied Chinese medicine, then you need to come here to China to like <laughs> see what it's like here, you know? And so I, he came like, props to him he mm -hmm. he came and now he's been here for three years I think. yeah three years yeah. just crazy so anyway he's here and he that was my first 
he would probably have a pretty good business um, for foreigners and for Chinese people doing acupuncture because I was wary of going into a traditional clinic not knowing anything about acupuncture. Yeah. My Chinese is okay, but you know, when you're sticking a needle into you my eyeballs, know exactly you know, I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what's going on? Yeah. So mm. he, yeah, so he did it. So essentially, we just, I just laid down um, face up and I just had to have my arms and legs exposed. And he, at that time, I was being treated for, I had an eye allergy, which was really bothering me. There's something seasonal here that really gets to me, but he was treating me for this eye allergy and he put, put needles in my feet and in my arms. Mm. And it felt like you would imagine. I mean, it's not really painful. It's just, yeah. it, it, he like does, I don't, I didn't watch him when he was doing it because I was laying down, but he does something like he flicks his finger and then all of a sudden the needle is in. There's mm -hmm. some technique to it. Maybe. And then he kind of like slowly like twists it and adjusts it. And it, right. it's, it's definitely not a pleasant sensation, but it's not painful. It's just a little bit odd. Mm. And um, I felt pretty relaxed, actually, yeah. through the process. And then you just sit with the needles in your body for like 15 to 20 minutes. Yeah. And then they take them out. That's it. And ta-da. And ta-da. Also, I, I understand that you only have should have acupuncture if you've actually got like a something to solve right like a problem an issue you, sh you it's not one of the like so for example you can go for a massage whenever you want but acupuncture should only be done if you've actually got like an, an ailment or something that you want solving i heard that i don't know if it's true maybe you know the answer um i don't think it would harm you i think we all have issue even if you're not you wouldn't consider yourself ill you can always get better yeah. sleep yeah um sure. or you know, they do, they, some of it is more connected to the mind even. Mm. Like the sleep one, I think it's, it helps with releasing melatonin, I guess. And um, I think, cause you know, we're, we're hormonal people and I'm not just saying that cause we're women, <laughs> <laughs> but we're, a lot of our emotions and stress come from hormones, male or female. So yeah. Um, I think some of the acupuncture is said to to help um, to help adjust those levels, and so you might feel you might feel better. Yeah, cool. Or it's kind of all it's back to the holistic approach because I think Bethany, my sister, does she's been doing acupuncture for a long time, and I think a lot of the reason why she does it is for mood, like to help enhance her mood. Mm. So I mean, we have depression in our family so she i think it's more like preventative yeah sure kind of treatment but i think she and she she completely swears by it oh. but she does she does it full out she's more di dis disciplined than i am so yeah. i just don't my problem is i don't 100 percent trust that it's gonna work yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I, then that so then when I don't feel like taking those pills, that seed of doubts is like it's not doing anything anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd like to try acupuncture one day. Oh yeah, yeah. Actually, my mom tried it for something. It didn't. I guess she didn't feel like it had done it helped her, so mm. she didn't do it again. 
a lot of times you have to go for a long you have to find somebody who's good and you have to go for a long time it's not that's that's the problem with it is it's it's i think it's individual not just with you as a person but also with the doctor if the doctor is good i Mm -hmm. think it's very difficult to decipher it's a lot of word of mouth who's a good doctor and who's not and those people who are saying who's a good doctor and who's not those have to be people who have extensive history of doing acupuncture so Mm. a lot of people in the west are trying it for the first time or have only had a little bit of exposure to it like a year or something like that but you need somebody you know it's it's not so easy it's not like point and shoot yes and it takes time i think bethany said she had three i think she just kept doing it because there was like a (laughs) clinic by her house, which was okay. really cheap. And it was actually cheaper for her than to like go to get medicine. So she just like kept, she just, it was like five bucks and it was oh, like right. a stu- students would go, but they tried her with three different um, like plans or oh. whatever with three different, I guess it's like a prescription, like yeah. amount of times that you come back, how long the needles are in for, where mm. you place the needles. And the third one, so the first one, it, la- it lasts several weeks. So she mm. did it the first time. She said, oh, it didn't really help. Then the second time she said, oh, it didn't really help. But she just kept going. <laughs> so was this here or was this back in No, home? that was in Chicago. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was in Chicago. Cool. Yeah. But she does it here, here now. Yeah, I mean, Joe, Joe will do it for her here. Or I think she's done it at some of the other clinics. But yeah, she yeah. swears by it. Cool. But I don't think it can hurt. I mean, I did no. it. I did feel better, but at the time I was also taking herbal medicine to help with my eyes. Wait, you're high as a kite, man. I know. <laughs> herbs, man, herbs. <laughs> no, but it was, I, I did feel better, but I only did it one time. Yeah. I only went in for one session, so it's not really meant to work that way. Mm. And that's kind of why Joe, because Joe eventually quit his practice in the States because everybody who went there wanted to either lose weight or quit smoking that's mm-hmm. what they were tra- they were looking for some quick fix yeah. to a problem which like maybe acupuncture could help it but it's not just like a light switch yeah yeah you it's like you get acupuncture yeah else. they just imagine it's like like yeah. hypnosis oh, or something yeah. and like yeah. all of a sudden they don't want to smoke anymore it's like i don't think anything really works for that you yeah. have to want to stop yeah. <laughs> uh so I, I mean, I was also thinking about other, these like alternatives, and we talked uh, be, uh, before about um, like exercises and mm. like these like habitual exercises people kind of walk in, and and I, I feel as though these are like maybe preventative measures or something like that for mm. for health in some way, like not medicine, but for for health, I guess, like. Uh, so I, I think I mentioned this before about an ex-colleague of mine and she was walking around when I was a teacher, she was walking around the classroom and kind of like using like the sides of her hands to like hit like, I'm not even sure what he was, like just below our rib cage. Mm. And I was like, what are you doing? She said, oh, the doctor told me I should do it. Oh. And I was like, what, well, like, what for? And she was like, oh, it'll help me lose weight. Oh. Yeah. That's like my But she, it was just like, in, like, I just, but just watching her because I had no idea what she was doing and just like watching her like do this kind of like slapping like <laughs> slapping motion like she was trying to karate chop her ribs maybe it's just a good arm workout well maybe that as well <laughs> yeah 
or I've seen a lot like, this. like yeah but you didn't you said yeah you said your grandma would my grandmother used to use a fist mm. and hit herself in the stomach yeah making the emotion yeah she said it kept her tummy firm oh. but I guess it kind of makes sense because when you hit yourself you instinctively flex. yeah right so it kind of makes sense <laughs> that you know it would it would there's some logic to that yeah, and you know what yeah. she would also do she would walk around the house doing that at the same time she would st be sticking her tongue in and out as like a facial brilliant exercise which I could also see yeah sometimes I do my facial yoga mm-hmm so yeah I see that <laughs> But yeah, you see these ladies, a lot of them, they're like smacking, smacking their... their legs. Yeah. <laughs> yes. There, there's a lot of um, of like these organized dancing kind of things like in the parks. Mm -hmm. But they, I think the government actually kind of make these videos, you know, for like to, to keep people healthy and everyone's just like following the same dance or trying to all of the same dance but a lot of it is these like a combination of like these funny kind of slapping your body kind of movements combined with dance mm -hmm. it's fascinating really when you think about it but it's and they do it religiously <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. every night yeah. or every morning they that's like one thing Chinese people really have going for them is they are very disciplined in that sense or they're just love habits yeah and they like old people here are in great shape. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about people who live through massive famines, who have not had easy lives. And so many of them look amazing. Mm -hmm. Like there's some old ladies in my yoga class who put me to shame. <laughs> it's crazy because yeah. they practice every day. They're so disciplined. And yes. then like never stay up late and they drink lots of hot water yeah. and they don't eat like so foods also have their own oh, um like mm, rule system in chinese medicine the whole approach to chinese medicine yeah. some foods are hot foods and some foods are cold foods yeah. and you should eat foods that i mean for one there's two there's as i understand it there's two factors one is the environment mm. and one is your personal disposition. disposition yeah so for me because i have very low blood pressure i have dry skin like i'm on the cold end mm. so it's actually fine for me to eat like in the yeah it's fine for me to eat hot foods yeah. but you'd be surprised <laughs> what a hot food means and a cold food means yeah. it doesn't mean the temperature at all like how I understand it, some of it, something related to the acidity level that's part of it. Right. And so like acids and bases, I think is part of it, but not always. So some like, for for example, a lot of fruits are considered hot. hot. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that is. That's one thing I do know. I don't mm -hmm. know much about this, but that's, yeah. Yeah. So like some fruits, they like strongly advise, you know, we, we, we have lychees here. Yeah, we don't need lychees too many. come from here, and <laughs> oh my, are they amazing! Like, if you've ever had lychees in the states, this is like, it's completely different experience when you have them here. They have all different types. It's native here, and they just mm. go nuts. And so, when it's lychee season, and lychee season is this very quick season. It's it's, it's already just, done already. Just finished. Just finished. It was yeah. like three weeks. Mm -hmm. It just like comes and goes really quick. And in that period of time, I like to eat a bucket full of lychee. <laughs> But my Chinese friends always warn me yeah. because it's too hot. And, but I do it anyway. I don't feel any effect of yeah. it. Yeah. 
Besides, yeah. like, just being bloated from so much food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I also um, have had these kind of instead of not instead of not eating like too much like don't eat too much lychee like having something to counteract that mm. like a problem as well like not a problem but uh like something that's happening to your body like for example i was given like um a be- like some kind of bean soup mm. to when i would so i when i was still teaching uh, i would go on an evening to teach these two two boys and the ie so like the like the maid, I don't like to use that word, but kind of like the housekeeper, let's say. When I would arrive, especially in the summer, she would always give me a bowl of like bean soup. And mm-hmm. I got used to it at first. I was like, this is insane. Like what what, what <laughs> am I eating? But I, I got used to it and I actually quite liked it. And it was to cool my body down when I would arrive at the class. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, they're very in tune with how the composition of certain foods affect your Cheese. Yeah. <laughs> As it were. This mm. this idea of hot and cold. Yeah. Have you had the like or been told about the brown brown sugar? Mm-mm. Drink it to have brown sugar in water. No. If so if you have it like when you have not you not in general women uh have their period in this they're suffering, mm-hmm. they'll have brown sugar in water. Really? Yeah. And I've actually tried, tried it, it and it I don't know if it was a placebo effect, but I was pretty like, I felt better. How much did you put? Uh, I can't remember. Some my, Someone made it for me. Okay. Um, maybe we'd have to ask someone. We'll find out. We'll put it on yeah. the show notes. But <clears throat> I was like, I did feel better. I don't know if it was the sugar, like maybe like I was, I. I and why brown sugar? I don't know, but I'll t- I, it did help me. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll maybe need to try it again because maybe it was just I was so desperate. Could have been, but it did work. Yeah. If if it's a placebo and it works, it still works, true, right? True. Yeah. It really doesn't matter if it's a placebo. Yeah. So so that's good. Oh, I've never yeah I've never heard that before. Yeah. Actually, mm-hmm. Holly and I have are more and more exploring these kind of like natural yeah. remedies. Definitely. Because that's what you do when you approach 30 and you have no kids. <laughs> woo, 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 woo. <laughs> woo, woo, woo. Should we explain what that means? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, go on, go on. You'll, you'll explain it better than me. <laughs> so, um, China, Chinese has a lot of funny um, sounding wor- words, syllables, let's say. Mm. And they use them in really funny ways. So Holly's saying woo 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 woo, and she's saying it to represent crying. Um, like you can tell, it's like woo woo woo. woo. Yeah. So it does sound like somebody like I think so too. Woo hoo, like yeah, you'd yeah, say yeah. woo hoo. It sounds really similar. But um, five, the number five in Chinese is woo. Mm. So if you put if you're typing to somebody and somebody <laughs> types you a bunch of fives, then it's them going like woo hoo, yeah. you know, like woo hoo. I'm crying. Yeah, which we do all the time now. Mm-hmm. Well, I do anyway. Yeah, yeah, I do it too now. Mm. This is funny. Yeah, ba ba is another one. So eight in Chinese is the number eight is ba. So a lot of times when people say goodbye to each other, they just write eight eight. Oh, so it's like ba ba bye bye. Yeah, there are some that I don't get. Like we've we've kind of been taught some of these like numbers and what they're meant to mean, but some of them just don't make any sense. Some don't make sense. Do you know Wu Arling? Do you have any idea what that might mean? 
Wu Arling. So you know Wu because uh so you know that's five. Yeah. Wu Arling. So Wu Arling is five two zero. Five two zero. So if someone writes five two zero, they're saying they love you. Because it sounds like so Wu Arling sounds no, like it doesn't. I know, I know, but kinda. <laughs> it sounds Oh wow. It sounds like Wu Aini. So Wu Arling. Wu Aini. Yeah, if maybe if you it's put a, on a funny accent. It's a stretch. Yeah. Yeah, they often yeah, they often use like, they like doing those, yeah, yeah, numbers for like for special days and things like four ones is like singles day and oh, stuff yeah. like that. Shuang Shi. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Single mm. that means double eleven. Double eleven. Shuang Shi because it's it's it those ones like represent people, right? Yeah, so yeah. it's like a bunch of people, That's single people. Hmm. All I know is they got great deals on Taobao. That's true. On Shuangxi. Yeah, and that's that. That's the big question. Like, why do you get? Why do does Taobao? I have guess because you have some discounts when it's Singles Day. Because everybody's woo 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 and just wants to buy stuff, <laughs> make themselves feel good. Oh, okay, it's funny. Hmm. So you, are, I wanted to ask you because I don't really know a whole lot about tea, teas and things. I, mm. I love tea, but I don't really know about the kind of. Like let's say medicinal purposes, but mm. I know that you do. You're into your teas to kind of help. Oh, I do. I a do. little bit, a little bit. Yeah, I do. I mean, I I believe in, I believe in everything in moderation. Sure. <laughs> so uh, I don't like to drink the same tea because tea to Chinese people is a medicine. Yeah. Actually, that's how it was developed. Uh, originally, yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, we do. We have another article about tea. <laughs> yeah. So uh, not too much about its medicinal purposes, but it's a good introduction a to the different yes, types. Absolutely. I'll put the link on the. I should write this down so I don't forget tea. Yeah. Tea link. There you go. <laughs> nice. I won't forget you, people. Nice one. Nice one. <laughs> yeah, and um, I drink Juhua. Uh, so Juhua is chrysanthemum. Oh yeah, I do like that. Yeah, so that's I'm not a huge fan of floral tastes, but I drink that one for health. Yeah, that one is particularly good for hot weather, mm. for lowering your heat, of and also for it's also very good for your eyes. Oh. So when I had that eye problem, actually the herbal medicine and the acupuncture, I don't really know if it helps, but I'll tell you honestly, the chrysanthemum tea had immediately soothing effect wow. on my eyes. Brilliant. And then I usually drink my chrysanthemum tea with a teaspoonful of goji berries. Oh. Goji berries have a lot of different medicinal properties. Nice. And I also put sometimes throw in some other various types of dried fruit or root in my teas. Cool. So, and I drink a variety of black tea, green tea. But I just like to drink a variety. Mm. Cool. I just kind of pick and choose. Yeah, there are, I know there are some like, so when I was still teaching, again, I always go back to that, but again, my colleagues, they they had, they had got this tea and basically um, it was to lose weight. Hmm, no. Um, so you probably maybe <laughs> like already, yes, exactly that, exactly <laughs> that all day, because I didn't know what they'd done, 
but all morning, every like 10 minutes, one of them was leaving the room. Oh, and I was like, yeah. what, what's wrong with you? Are you sick? And they're like, no, we're, we're drinking this tea to lose weight. And I was like, you're insane. Oh, you're man, actually gonna get mental. dehydrated. Well, I remember those colon cleanses that they would sell, like those natural herbal colon cleanse. I would also just have you running to the bathroom. Oh, yeah. It's like, lose five pounds in seven days. And then you and basically stand up. Yeah, you just lose a bunch of water weight. And then you gain it right back because your body is like clinging Cling, to, to everything. Yeah. yeah. Mental. It's funny. Yeah. Um, I know that there are some, I can't exactly remember which teas. I think it's the, the is it poor that's meant to, does that make you feel hungry or it makes, I think it makes you feel hungry. I think poor helps with digestion. Oh, does it? There was someone, I, I thought it was poor that someone recently told me, oh, it actually like it makes you makes you feel hungry hmm well maybe that's why so if it helps you feel if it helps with your digestion afterwards you'll be hungry again yeah maybe maybe mm, i can see that. i know flour <laughs> is one of the only teas that actually has vitamin c in it really mm-hmm. and it's also supposed to be really good for the eyes that's cool yep uh, there's a lot of different types of oh. puer. if you've ever seen it it's like usually sold in these bricks or discs and it's um, actually all tea comes from one kind of tree, but that's another <laughs> topic. But it's uh, in the black tea genre. All green tea, I think. Oh, you're right. They do from have. That, we went to an event. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 we learned. That's probably the only thing I can remember because I was too busy trying to fish me little cup out of the river. Oh, that was so cool. <laughs> we, so in Shenzhen last Saturday, so a few days ago, mm-hmm. they did this tea exhibition at the Convention Exhibition Center. And they had built this indoor river, um, which was acted as like a, almost like a, if you've been to one of those revolving sushi (laughs) sushi restaurants, restaurants. it's like that, but it was a river. And then they had these, like some kind of a floating disc and on top of it, they had different kinds of tea. So you could just grab the tea from the river. It was very nice. And try it. It was yeah. fun. They, were, they had like tea masters, which were beautiful girls mm-hmm. making the tea. And they kind of explained a little bit about the tea making process and some a few different kinds of tea. But they didn't have long to do that. But mm-hmm. it, it was, was nice. It was nice. In English, have you? Yes. It's great to make, forge friends with, between foreigners and Chinese people. That's right. Yeah, it's a good time to be in China. They do, mm-hmm. the government has quite a few incentives. Like the... Our Chinese teacher, he works for a partially government-sponsored nonprofit whose sole pur- purpose is to foster the relationship between yeah. Chinese people and foreigners. So they do all these really cool events that teach you Chinese calligraphy mm-hmm. or the tea thing was part part of their, um, part of their company. Yeah. And Chinese music, they have all different they have Chinese language classes. It's pretty cool. It's yeah, all for free. Definitely. So it's it's a good time to be in China. (laughs) Yeah, it is. But if you can't get over here, then you can look on our website and you can see see what we're up to. Yes. So you have any other Chinese medicines? How about Uh, some strange? Have you ever seen any strange, especially strange? strange, I mean, I guess acupuncture is not exactly normal, but we're kind of used to it a bit in the West. But have you seen any other odd medicinal Chinese practices? Hmm. No, I don't think so. Hmm. I want not to Have you seen the cupping? 
Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, go, you start and then I've got something else to mention after that. Okay, well I was gonna <laughs> say about this fire cupping. So you'll see people walking around and a lot of times if they're wearing, if their shirt has is exposing a little bit of their back, you'll see these big, perfectly circular bruise patterns. Yeah, it looks very peculiar. It's very yeah. odd, like yeah. they have spots, large spots. Yeah. <laughs> And what it's from is you take uh, a small glass bulb, I guess, some mm. kind of like a, yeah, almost yeah. like a tiny fishbowl. And then, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. and they, so you're laying down um, on your stomach and your back is exposed. And what they do is they light, they dip a cotton ball in alcohol, light it on fire, mm. put it into one of these bulbs so that it eats all the oxygen. The fire just eats all the oxygen from inside of the cup. Yeah. And then they immediately put it on your back. Yeah. And that vac, it creates like a vacuum. Yeah. So you have all these like bulbs. Yeah. You look kind of like a motherboard or something. You got all these bulbs like sticking, and they leave them on. Yes. And then um, it's supposed to draw out impurities, impurities from your yes, body. Yes. I remember just before your wedding, Bethany got that done. And oh. we were like, oh, my God. Like you, was you so and she had, pissed. And she had, like, it wasn't her dress, like, like you would be able to see her back. And we were like, oh, my God. Like, we can't believe you've done yeah. that. But it had gone by the time. No, it had gone. Yeah. So Because we were like, oh, my God. It's yeah, she we, had exposed was, back. Yeah, it wasn't very long between that time and you and you wedding was it i don't think because we were we no. were we were panicked like because i remember ah! saying why did you do that i like, guess oh. it would have been fine i mean it wouldn't really matter <laughs> but it's just kind of it would people would have been constantly asking yeah, probably, yeah. what is on your sister's mm. back <laughs> I, along that that same line um they also have like these comb kind of things that they mm. use on the neck oh and that's also kind of that's similar, like to get rid of impurities. Oh. And it looks like um, the person, if they do, I mean, if you do that at home, maybe you can also go to a clinic to get it done. Um, and it looks like someone has a huge hickey, oh. like a love bite. I don't know what you would do. You use that yeah, word? Hickey. hickey. Yeah. It, and it's massive. Like it's from this kind of comb kind of looking. Oh, I don't think thing. I've ever seen that. Yeah. I've actually seen people do it in the street. Like someone told me about it because I asked like, what, what is that? Um, but I've actually seen people do it in the streets and seen, actually I saw someone very recently with the marks on the neck. Because mm. it looked like they'd been strangled. Like it was so, oh, wow. like the marks were so. So strong. now I know what to do if I have a hickey, if I want to hide it. <laughs> <laughs> just go in for yeah, a treatment. Just, yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Well, actually, there's a lot of stuff that we could talk about for Chinese medicine. I would love to talk about more of the massage thing because actually oh, a yeah. lot of different kinds of massage and ways to administer the massage mm. that we could explore. But I think today we've given you guys <laughs> a good enough brief but hopefully informative overview of Chinese medicine and a little bit of the principles behind it. Yeah, I think so. And plus, if we were going to go into massage, I would need to enjoy learn to enjoy massage and mm. get some different types. would you do a foot massage no no, no. okay still no foot <laughs> massage like, okay, is a fine. special thing it's like oh it's a separate anyway we can get into that if yeah. you're curious please send us a voicemail and yes. we can tell you all about foot massage and other kinds of massage here yeah go to writtenchinese.com slash voicemail and you can leave us a message there indeed i think yeah. i've given you enough chinese today you should learn those characters for the the number so five again is oh, wu. Yeah. So if you want to say you're really sad, you can just write five, 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 five. 
Ooh. <laughs> yeah. And then um, I said R. So R is two. Actually, I'll just teach you the numbers real quick. Yeah. So the it. numbers one through five are E, R, San, Si, Wu. So E, R, San, Si, Wu. I know it's a lot to take in, but. That's only five. I think they can manage that. Yeah. And you just get a little familiar with the sound of the language. Yeah. And also, uh, if you listen to the podcast and then you leave us a comment, if you leave us woo 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 woo, that can be like a like a bit of a, like a secret message, and no one else will understand. We'll but we'll you know. Hurt we, us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would make me smile. It's like so. The please do. Two white chicks and a handshake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So uh, if you want to go to, uh, if you want to see any of the links, or. I will put links to all the numbers from the Written Chinese Dictionary on writtenchinese.com slash episode 27. So we've mentioned quite a few things today. So I've got to put links to Joe's medicine article, to the, the tea article that Mike wrote. Mm-hmm. The brown sugar recipe. The brown sugar thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I said something too. I'm going to have to listen. Yeah, the, the link to... <laughs> The the link to the uh, selfie taxi driver, mm. so you can. I kind of pretty much told oh, you. Oh yeah, the horse. One. But the oh, and that too, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just, I mean, I told you kind of the. I, I gave you the gist of the article, but just to see his face, he's so happy. It's awesome, <laughs> really. It's great. Yeah, amazing. Well, I hope you guys have a great week and. Hope to see you back. Yeah, join us again for episode twenty-eight. Don't forget to, to leave us a message in comments, please. We're listening slash reading. Always. Bye. Bye.